Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Demmel. Too many men have lost their ability to dream. To look beyond what you can see, taste, and touch. The call on every man is a calling under God. You can't outrun the blessings of God and be called by God. You have to be under God. You don't think that you're supposed to be under God? Our founding fathers thought so. They said the Pledge of Allegiance. What did it say? One nation under God. Because they knew that we could not function, men, if we were not under God. Man, where are you at? God put us on earth to multiply, to expand it. And all that was happening today was happening in the garden. God was able to commune with Adam before Eve ever came along. This was Adam's house, the garden. At this point in Scripture, Adam is a single man. He's not married yet. He's a single man hanging out in the garden. And even as a single man, he was living in the presence of God. The best thing that Adam could ever be or the best way that Adam could ever operate was with God. God told him right off the bat, I want you to take this garden to keep it and to keep the devil out. The devil was introduced in chapter 1. We find him. Adam, there's many ways that he can get in. So your job, Adam, is provision and protection. In verse 16, he gives Adam more instruction. He says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. In the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. God gave Adam his word. Men, can I say that your word is important? I never understood that as a kid. As a matter of fact, my dad felt the need to tell me all the time, Son, a man is only as good as his word. Wyatt Earp said this, a man's word is his bond. God gave Adam this commandment. It wasn't a request. But he gave him this job and he gave him this commandment. And he said, overseer my word. Overseer my communication. And operate, Adam, in the circle of your influence. So he said, be an overseer of my word, be an overseer of my communication, and be an overseer of my operation in your spear. Spear, not spear. That's something you stab somebody with. Spear is a circle of influence. And so for Adam, where would that start? The under wonder God gave him, said, Keep my word. Keep my communication. And Adam, I want you to overseer and operate everything that I've given you in the garden. 
would start with his family. So then after God discusses with Adam, the Bible says that Eve came along. After God gave Adam this understanding found in Joshua 24, 15, choose ye this day who you will serve. What he's saying is, Adam, you have to get to the point where this is where your family does it. This is how your family does it. And this is what your family will do. You will serve the Lord. Amen? There's no vote. For some reason we think there's a vote. The Bible says God commanded it. Ladies, don't tell me in the church house that your husband is the man of the house. Amen? Then when he makes a mistake or a decision, totally go AWOL, flip out. Act like he's totally nuts. Come on with me. Some of us act like our husband has flipped his ever-loving mind when he makes a decision. The Bible says that your job, because everybody has a job in the society of God, is to support it, to back it, and for you two to be together, but it doesn't just say together, it says together as one. Why is that important? Because we think as women, well, I don't want the husband to be the head of the household. If you married him, you're the head of the household too, because you come together as one. It's not a derogatory statement. It's a statement of you back your husband. You develop your husband. You help your husband. And your husband helps you. Most husbands will not make a decision without their wife. And if you are, you're in trouble. Man, where are you at? God. Wants us to maximize what he gave us in creation. So he told Adam, do not mess with the tree. Does anybody know what the problem with the tree was? The Bible says that the tree was the knowledge of good and evil. It was an internet tree. It's like AOL. But better. Anybody remember AOL? I remember 13 years old. We got AOL at my house. As you waited on the page. You could go. Make a cup of coffee. Make fried chicken. Come back. Start the mashed potatoes, green beans, and corn. And you still only had half a page. But you had mail. The tree of knowledge of good and evil was important because I want you to understand it was just like the internet. Everything was at their fingertips. Not only good, but bad. God wanted to keep them innocent. Amen? But somehow in the priority of what was going on, 
Adam allowed Eve to partake of the tree because you're one. If it's Eve's fault, the Bible says you have to take responsibility first. So he took responsibility. He ate of the tree too. Right? I know you don't hear it preached like that. Because we always want to, we, we, men always want to outlet. Even Adam wanted an out, but he said it was this woman that you gave me. <laughs> Come on with me today. God, she's sitting right here, and I know I'm first in time, rank, or order, but she done messed up, and I, 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 we're together. So I ate it. <laughs> you told her to provide for me. To cook the meals, and she brought me, what do you think it was? An apple, a pomegranate? I don't know what kind of fruit it was. I'm thinking it's some kind of fruit that we never tasted. He said, Adam, if you're the man I created you to be, then you will operate how I called you to operate. Then he said, I want you to live by revelation, not by human reason. Well, hang on a minute, Pastor. Guess what Adam's job was supposed to be? Adam was set as the head of the household to make sure that the revelation was transferred from God to him, then to Eve, then to the family. Are you hearing me? Now, you can look at me. I'm, I'm going to say that one more time. Adam's responsibility was not to make humanistic thought. Well, I can do this. Isn't that what we do? His thought, his understanding was to live by divine revelation and transfer that revelation from what God had given him to what Eve was supposed to understand, to what the children were supposed to understand. Why does that not work today? Let me tell you why. Because I'm already in big trouble. DemoJ at Yahoo.com. The reason why that does not work today is because we have our own theories, we have our own revelation, we have our own power. And so we haven't taken time to hear what God has to say. So if the wife has to ask the husband, are you coming to church today? Man, where are you at? If your wife has to ask you to pray over the family meals, where are you at? If your wife has to ask you to do daily devotions or have teaching moments with your children, man, where are you at? Because the Bible tells us that we are supposed to be the spiritual leaders of our home. That means you're not fulfilling the biblical role of a man. Pastor, I don't know how to do that. You know how many times that I hear that from the man? And I've pondered it for years even before I became a senior pastor. What do you mean you don't understand? What do you mean you don't know how to do that? And I was sitting in my office and I was typing away the other day. 
I was trying to get a spiritual download from God and it hit me. Yes, you do have the ability to do that. Let me tell you how. If you're being faithful to the house of God, which God tells you to do. 37 scriptures in the Bible that tell us that. Then you're getting a download from the pastor every day. Every Sunday at least. That's for some of you because you don't have time for Wednesday night church. Different topic. You're getting a download every Sunday from the pastor. Why are we not going home as the man of the house and saying, what did you learn in church today? Let me tell you what I learned. Let me tell you where it was found. Let me tell you what the pastor said. Let me tell you where I disagree with the pastor. You know why? Because the pastor's not going to say everything right. If you think I am, buddy, you're, you're digging yourself a grave. Well, pastor, my wife knows more than I know. God didn't say that. He said you were responsible. It doesn't matter how much she knows. It doesn't, doesn't matter what she The responsibility, men, is yours. It doesn't matter if she can quote... Aramaic, Greek, and Hebrew, what matters is that you're sitting down with your children and giving them the understanding of the Word of God. And if you're not doing that, man, where are you at? Can I tell you, say something else while everybody's mad? If you're not teaching your children, just know that someone else will. I know in this day and age that we live, this isn't politically correct. And so I understand that this is not a popular position that I'm taking. But as I said earlier, I'm not trying to be popular. I'm trying to be biblical. Our human reasoning was never given to us to govern us. God gave you divine revelation. Brian, if you'll come to the piano. Friday we had Wyatt's fourth birthday party. And as I sat there watching Wyatt and his birthday, and I remembered and it took me back to Luke and his fourth birthday. The reason that I remember Luke's fourth birthday so well is we bought Luke Connect Tracks. Anybody know what those are? You put the track together and you hit the buttons in the cars right around the track and they've got this little electrical box that plugs into the wall that lights up the cars and they zoom around the track. They had a normal model and they had a deluxe model. Now the deluxe model box was as big as these six pews in front of me. We just had to have it. Now what I want you to understand about the deluxe model is it had bridges and and all this stuff and bolts and screws. And it had this big thick workbook. And I got everything out and I laid it all out. And I reasoned. I've got a college degree. I'm working on my theology degree with the church of God. Maybe one day I'll get a doctorate. I got this. It's 9 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning. Luke and I went in. We got Fruity Pebbles, which happens to be my favorite cereal. My wife doesn't buy it anymore. We sat down, we ate breakfast, and we started working the connect track. 
Direction book, out the window. Eight hours later, I'm sitting there holding the electrical box with the two pieces that go in it. You know the stuff that anybody can do. The given pieces. My wife comes in. She leans against the door. And she gives me an interesting piece of advice that I didn't really care to hear. She said, do you think that the person that created Connect Tracks might know more than the person that has the degree? Watch this. You say to me, Pastor, my wife won't listen to me. Pastor, no matter what I do, she won't hear what I have to say. And what I'm asking you is, are you using the right book? Pastor, my kids, no matter what I do, they won't listen. I whip them. I set them down. I use time out. I do all these things. And I can't seem to get them to hear what I'm saying. What manual are you using? Pastor, I'm stuck. And I can't seem to get it. Let me give you a tip. I walked over and got the Connect Tracks manual. I opened it up. Within 35 minutes of what had taken me eight hours of a day, I had completed the most awesome Connect Tracks set that you've ever seen. It went up over his bed, down under the bed, around the bed. And we played with that for hours because I used the directions. God has given you a set of directions. He's given you a source book for your living. Mothers, babies don't even come with directions. But God has given you direction. And what I want you to understand is when God gives you direction, when he gives you understanding, why are we throwing it out and saying, I can do this my own way? I can plan my own way. I can get my wife to do what I want her to do. I can get my children to fall in line the way that I want them to fall in line. And without the direction book, without the manual, without the Bible. We wonder why we struggle. My question is, man, where are you at? One more thing, and I'll let you go home. God is asking each and every man in the room, listening to me. Every man on the radio, every man watching us live. James, where are you at? You fill in the blank with your name. Where am I at? Because here's what I want you to understand. And this is the good part of the whole sermon. Pastor, you were so mean and you were so, sound like you were being angry and it, it was all these things. I'm not any of that at all because there's always a wonderful point at the end. The Bible tells us that, that the first Adam failed. Well, what does that mean? That there might be a second? Absolutely there is. Romans chapter 5 says that, that I think it was verse 18, it says that, that the first Adam messed everything up for humanity. 
But the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 15, 22, for as Adam all died, even so in Christ shall we be made alive. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made to live a living soul. Then the last man was made a quickening spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 47. The first man is the, of the earth and the earthly. The second man is the Lord from heaven. That means there was a second Adam. The second Adam is called the last Adam in the Bible. While Adam was excommunicated from Christ and left the garden. And he calls that for all of us. I want you to understand the second Adam will usher you right back into the garden of blessing with Jesus Christ. Amen. The Bible says that the second Adam was a life-giving spirit who walked us into communication. Well, what does that mean? He walked us into our responsibility with God. He walked us into being the foundation that He created us to be. Amen? Because Jesus, the last Adam, not only wants to influence you biblically, He wants to change your life. Many men sitting in this room may have never had any biblical influence. Some of you, the biblical influence that you had is not right. You don't have to listen to what daddy said anymore. You don't have to listen to what granddaddy said anymore. What I'm here to declare to you is the second Adam set you free. He made you whole and he gave you this manual so that you can prepare your life, your wife, your family, your house, the gerbil, the cat, the fish, the cars, just the way that he decided for you to do it. Amen. One more story and I'll let you go home. It's a man's story. These men got together to go hunting out in the Alaskan wilderness. True story. I'm going to change the names a little bit. They went, got ready to go hunting in the Alaskan wilderness and they got up to this lodge. Six men. They got up to this lodge. Beautiful. Up on the side of a mountain, the lodge hung off the side of the mountain. One of the men said, this lodge is so beautiful. But he said, but it scares me to death to look out the window because I'm looking 300 feet down. Great big Douglas fir trees lined up around the lodge. And in the middle of the night, the lodge caught on fire. They were all sleeping upstairs. They couldn't get down the steps. One of the men, his name was Adam. He said, I've got it. I've got all of our climbing equipment. We'll tie a rope around us. We'll crawl out on the edge of the roof and we'll jump onto this Douglas fir tree all tied together and we'll be able to get away. He said, if we stay here, the smoke will kill us. And if the smoke don't kill us, the fire will. They all agreed because they couldn't get down the steps. There was no way out except off the edge of the cliff. They tied their climbing gear on them, and the first man, Adam, he began to climb down this big, huge Douglas fir tree. Down the side of the tree, all six men down the side, but then there was a seventh. His name happened to be Adam, too. He took up the rear. 
He clipped everything to him, and he started off, and the, the first man at him slipped, and he fell, and everybody's life hung in the balance. It was going to be over. But the last man at him took his axe and dug it into the tree, allowing the men to regain their footing, allowing the mess up of the first Adam to disappear, driving his life into the tree to save you and to save me. He died on a cross. Man, where are you at? Thank you for joining us today. If this message has uplifted you, we would love to hear your story. Go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click contact. Your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week. Renovate Life is a place of healing for the lost, the broken, the weak, weary, and stray.